Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 17 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. Glad to have you here and let's get started. This week I'm going to touch on three main topics and one of them is questions you guys have had regarding my AdWords campaign and how that's been going and I will give you a full update there. In addition, I came across two really cool tools that I think will help you take your niche sites to the next level. One of them is called Inspectlet, which does heat mapping and records user sessions, and it's absolutely free to get started. And also a tool from the many the folks over at ManyContacts.com, and it's basically a bar towards the top of your site that you can use to record um, to gather email addresses and things like that. So. I will highlight those two tools and give you a full update. So let's get right into the content this week. And in the comments section of some of my AdWords posts and my podcasts, a lot of you have been um, interested in following along, asking how things are going and where things are at. So over the last two weeks, um, in my last update, I had mentioned that I had contacted Google. They gave me a number to contact to go over the AdWords setup, see if I had any questions and offer suggestions, and that was super helpful. That gave me a lot of ideas on how you should actually format your campaign to get things working optimally. And basically what they told me was for any new campaign, you should have a minimum of two, preferably three ads within your ad group. And an ad group is just basically similar keywords that you're targeting. So, for instance, um, if you're targeting, let's say you have a store and you sell ties, you sell shirts, and you sell pants. One ad group would be related to ties, one would be related to shirts, and one would be related to pants. You wouldn't want... um, you wouldn't want ads showing for each of those. Basically, you want to target your ads. So in in other words, you'd want all of your ads in one ad group to be for ties so that anybody searching for ties would find the relevant post for ties and they wouldn't end up on a post on your site for shirts or pants or whatever the case may be. So an ad group is just related keywords being grouped into one ad group. So if you're just starting out, most likely you're going to only have one campaign and you're only going to have one ad group. So there's really not too much to worry about there. But they suggested since I had only had one ad initially in my account to go ahead and create one or two more ads. And what they do automatically is rotate them and they sort of A-B test them for you. So Based on uh, showing your ads and the number of impressions, the if your ad is more relevant, you're most likely going to get more click-throughs. So if you get more click-throughs on one particular ad, they're going to highlight that ad more, and that ad will be the primary ad for your campaign. So I did that at their suggestion, and very shortly after, I started to get a ton more impressions, a ton more clicks, relatively speaking. Um, I had only gotten one over the first two to three weeks or one or two clicks, in the first two to three weeks doing things on my own and then a day after I had created that second ad I had gotten um, I think it was eight total clicks within two days so it was uh, you know exponentially higher I went from one or two clicks to eight clicks within a day or two and I've gotten a lot more impressions too so 
here is an update as of where things are right now. In, in, and by the way, in addition to increasing the number of ads that I had from one to two, I also upped my bid rate to the suggested bid rate that they list in your account. When you go into your account, you set up the keywords that you want to target, and um, there is a listed bid rate based on the keywords you're trying to target. So initially I said, I'm just going to try starting with 25 cents per click. Um, without any regards whatsoever to what Google recommended. And then I got maybe a couple hundred view um, impressions, but one or two clicks, and my bid rate was well below what they recommended. So my ad was not getting shown as much as it should have. And as a result, I wasn't getting very many clicks. So in addition to increasing my ads to two, I also enabled something called ad extensions. And what those are, if you go to Google right now and you go type in Macy's in the search result, you'll see an example of an ad that shows ad extension. So what that means is you get your primary link there, which I'm going to jump over to Google really quick, and I'm going to type in Macy's. And what you see there, at least what I see at the top in that ad, is at this moment that I'm recording it, it has their official link at the top. And it says discover the hottest fashion trends and newest brands at Macy's. But below that, right now, they have a link for women's clothing, women, uh, wedding gift registry, Macy's Culinary Council, and back to school at Macy's. And that changes quite often. So that um, the last time I looked at it, I had a 4th of July sale up there. So they change their ads pretty often to uh, if they have any particular sales going on or whatever the case may be. So those ad extensions are basically you get more real estate in your ads so you can see that that ad takes up almost the, you know the first quarter of the page on Google at least at the moment so that's pretty cool that you get to have your ad show up more prominently and you're a lot more likely to get clicks based on that because it really doesn't look like an ad so right now it looks very similar to the link below that which is actually Macy's official store link so I would be really much more likely to click on that ad. So if you enable ad extensions, you can include, you need to have a minimum of four links to your site. So you need four little subheadings there. And you can either leave a description underneath each of those links or you can leave it blank. Right at the moment, I just have four links that I'm linking to product name reviews, uh, buy the product link, I think is one. There is a sub product in the uh, niche niche category that I'm promoting there. So there's a sub product for a certain age group. So there's different things I'm linking to, but right now I don't have any descriptions in there. But that's probably a good idea if you have different descriptions, if they're you know unique articles, which they should be. Um, you can get your ad to show more prominently, and that w I think was definitely worth my while. So. Here is the drum roll, please. And so far, the results are that I have 3,507 total impressions. And I'll, I'll throw a um, quick screenshot of this results here, too. My click-through rate is 1.43%. And I got a total of 50 clicks. And this is from June 13th to July 12th. So basically, it's the entire last month. And I can see that my clicks have increased um, in the little graph up top there on the screen, which again, I'll link to. But um, basically I got 50 total clicks, click 50 total clicks, 3,507 impressions, 
and the total cost for all of that right now is $34.55. So it uh, the impressions and the number of clicks have greatly increased from my initial one or two to uh, 50, so that's good. And I ran into, I got an email on a couple of days that I had hit my maximum bid rate. And my initially, when I set up this campaign, the most that I wanted to spend on any one day was $4. And my thinking was that if I have $4 a day over the course of a month, if I happen to hit the maximum amount per day, that would be about $120 per month. And that would hit my total budget threshold. Basically, if you have been following along, you know what the deal is. But initially, I had put in $25 into a brand new account in AdWords campaign, and I had an offer code for $100 of Google credit. As soon as you hit that $25, the $100 extra dollars kicks in, and I've already hit that since I'm at $34 now. As soon as I hit that $25 limit, I did get an email saying the $100 kicked in, so your ad campaign continues. And then I also got emails just before that saying that I hit my maximum $4 per day budget. So over the course of the last uh, four to five weeks or so, what I've done is increase the bid rate on each of the keywords that I'm targeting. For instance, product name, product name uh, review, product name reviews. They have a suggested bid rate. So initially it was $0.25. Cents. I think for most of mine now they're around $0.80. Cents. And the average cost per click that I'm paying overall with all of my keywords is $0.69 cents per click. So that's where I'm at right now. And the once you increase your bid rate, you're obviously going to get some more eyes on your ads because the higher your uh, bid rate is in line with what other people are paying, You know, more, once you're at that optimum level, Google is going to show your ad a lot more. And the more visibility you get for your ad, the more clicks you're going to get. So if you increase your bid rate and Google gets more money, they're going to show your ad more often. So that makes, you know, makes relevant sense. So you don't want to be paying or bidding more than you necessarily need to spend. But um, they do give suggested bid rates, and I increased my, uh, my bid rates to match those. And um, it hasn't increased. So in other words... It said that the recommended bid rate was like 80 cents for most of my keyword phrases. I increased it to there, and it hasn't bumped up above that since then. It can. It can vary based on the day, based on what other people are bidding. So it can vary. You can you want to go in there maybe you know, tw two or three times a week to take a look and see if the bid rate has changed um, or, you know, significantly. But for me, I've kept it where it is, and so far so good. So... I'm going to let that continue just as it has been. There's nothing major I'm going to do there except potentially um, increase my daily budget rate. I'm at the $5 per day rate now, and it's been at least four weeks since I've had the ad campaign. So my goal was to at least let the ad campaign run for an entire month without running out of that budget. So again, I'm at $35 now. I have $125 total for my budget for this experiment. So I could in, um, increase it above $5, you know, to like $6 if I wanted to. But for now, it's $5 a day. I increased that from 4 and so far, so good. So unfortunately, I don't have any conversions or sales as a result of those 50 clicks yet. So I did try to call Google again on Friday twice um, because you get emails throughout the week saying, 
uh, you know, check in with us, see if uh, we have any more suggestions or, you know, I'm just paraphrasing, but basically give us another call. We'll review your ads and offer some more suggestions. So I did call twice on Friday, unfortunately. Each time I called, it was at least a 15-minute wait, and I got uh, involved with other things and had to drop those calls. So I didn't get a chance to speak with someone directly, but I hope to over the course of the next week and see if they have any more suggestions. I think I'm at a pretty good rate now as far as impressions and clicks go, but I wanted to see if they had any specific suggestions on how to increase those conversions. So that's where things are at. It's going well as far as um, how I had planned as far as impressions, click-throughs go, but I was hoping if I had 50 or so clicks that maybe I would have at least one sale out of that. So obviously not where I want to be as far as getting additional sales to the site, but at least with those 50 clicks, I am getting additional traffic to the site. So that is a bonus as well. And in addition, I mentioned in a previous podcast episode that Mark Mason had mentioned creating a YouTube video is one way to drive traffic to your site. You can include links to your site in that way. And if you link to that YouTube video, you could get that video ranking in YouTube. And uh, when people find your video, watch your video and check out your links in your description, you can get more traffic to your site that way. So that's something I did as well. I created, or not created, but I purchased two Fiverr gigs. One, um, when you create videos, or when you purchase video gigs on Fiverr, people are going to ask for a script. So basically they want like enough words to occupy like a minute video. So in, in the case that I purchased, um, I purchased a script, which was $5, and it was 100 words or less. And this person created the script. Basically, I, I linked to my site and said, here's what my site is. Here's what my site is about. And uh, I would like to drive some traffic to my site from this YouTube video that I'll eventually purchase with this script. And that was it. So basically, I didn't do much of all much of anything. I wanted to see how the script turned out. And it was a great script for five bucks. And I used that same script and purchased a second Fiverr gig, which was to create an actual video itself, which was an animated video. And uh, the person utilized the script that I provided, and there's the text in the video. Video has music in the background, and they did a really good job with the video. So I was really happy with the results. It only cost $10 total, and I'll link to the two Fiverr gigs that I purchased. Um, Hopefully I'll remember to do that. But the um, key with Fiverr is if you find some people that do really good have really good results obviously you can check the ratings and the reviews that's a great way to tell if the gig is legit in most cases um, you'll see that the majority of the reviews are really good but you will see you know especially recently if people had bad reviews you'll still see those in there when you check out the reviews so first thing you want to do when you if you purchase any fiber gigs is um, definitely check the ratings and reviews and also it's best if you know about some good Fiverr gigs, uh, share the results with your friends or your your group so that they can also check them out. And luckily for me, every gig that I've used on Fiverr um, has been a really great experience. They've all been really helpful. I've gotten way more value than uh, I expected for $5. And uh, mo- in most cases, 
they're willing to work with you. I've had uh, a couple of different logos. My podcast logo came from Fiverr, and I've used different logos on my sites for the holidays. I've had the holiday logos created, and they've been really helpful and uh, really open to suggestions, and they'll go back and fix things for free. So it's been a really good experience. So at any rate, I'll link to the two gigs that I use, but that's another way I'm trying to get traffic to that affiliate site is I created a video, posted it on YouTube, and... Um, Hopefully over some time I'll get some more views, get some more traffic through that video. And that's another way I'm hoping to get some more eyeballs and sales um, on that affiliate site. So that's what I'm working on right now. And looking forward, my plan after this would be to uh, potentially purchase a package of links. And the reason I say that is I know you're not supposed to purchase links and Google doesn't want you to purchase links. But what happened to this site initially was that Around the April time frame, I started to lose some traffic and rankings, and best I can tell is that I did have some duplicate content on the site, but not a whole lot. A couple of articles were 50% or more, which I copy-pasted from the vendor site. They provided some assistance for affiliates, said go ahead and copy-paste any of this information if you want, and I forgot about two particular articles that I wasn't looking to rank for, so I actually removed those two particular articles, and I removed all the other um, slight amount of duplicate content that I had from testimonials and things. But really, I think what happened in uh, the, the largest hit, I think, was that I had such a large number, uh, not a large, not, you know, amazingly huge, but I had done a lot of comments over the first uh, three to four months that I created that site. And I had about 60 referring domains, which means my link was on 60 different sites by commenting on other blogs. And what happened in a lot of the cases on the popular posts, you would get um, multiple backlinks from the person's posts showing up in people's blog roles, in their own sidebars and things like that. So initially when those articles were really popular, I would get maybe, you know, 100 backlinks to just based on one particular comment that I left on the site. And over time, you tend to lose those links because they fall off other people's blog roles or they are not prominently featured in people's sidebars and things like that so you'll naturally lose links like that and I had stopped creating links at least to that extent over the following couple of months and then in April of uh, 2014 I noticed that I went from like two or three thousand backlinks from those types of comments overall I had lost several hundred backlinks at a time over a period of a couple of days and uh, that definitely had a big effect. So what I'm thinking is there's a site called The Hoth, and it's H-O-T-H.com, and they sell different backlinking packages. And they sell, uh, on the lower end, they sell backlinking packages for types of initial backlinks you'd want on a site. So similar to the, the backlinks that I created, they're kind of like that uh, type of backlink. So they're not on private blog networks. They're not from high-paid ranking sites. They would be similar, I believe, in um, quality to the backlinks that I initially created manually. So if, uh, depending on the results of this AdWords campaign, if it doesn't produce the results that I was hoping for, you know, get at least three sales to cover the cost of the uh, AdWords campaign, if that doesn't result in sales or at least increased rankings and traffic and things like that, my thought is that I may look to purchase the least expensive backlinking package from there. So that's kind of where I'm 
plan it to go with that site just to give you an idea. I'm definitely going to let this um, full campaign of $125, $25 out of my pocket exhaust first before I do anything additional as far as, um, you know, anything major as far as trying to get more backlinks or uh, additional traffic. So we'll let this play out over the next couple of weeks. I will be sure to give you updates as I get anything material that happens. But uh, that's where things are with that campaign. So, so far so good, but not exactly where I want to be as far as sales and things like that. So, and uh, at that, at this point, let's continue on into the next segment, which I will in, uh, include two tools that I mentioned. And they are both free to get started with, and uh, they don't require any purchase or anything. The only reason you'd have to purchase anything is if you wanted to upgrade to one of their paid packages. But um, there is no charge for many contacts right now, which is the um, bar along the top. And it says they, are, they have no paid plans right now. And there's plans to always have a free um, version. So right now it's free. It's just uh, they're just getting started and they're pretty responsive as well. So that's very cool. Again, that's the many contacts bar. If you go to nichesitetools.com, you'll see that right at the top of the page. And uh, it gathers email addresses. And the other is called Inspectlet, which is a heat mapping software and also records user sessions. And it's similar. Pat Flynn before has mentioned Clicky, which is a paid program. And it's similar to that, but it's free to get started with. So obviously, if it's free, I'm all about it. And uh, I won't, you know, of course, it's great to be able to try something for free. I have no problem if uh, people like to charge after the fact, but this is completely free it's limited to a certain number of uh, sessions and things recorded but I will get started with the inspected plugin uh, now and uh, that came about like I mentioned uh, Marcus in my uh, mini mastermind group that I have that meets every two weeks and uh, I had mentioned that I was looking for something that sort of does heat mapping or gathers data from users and uh, that does the trick it's really cool you can sign up at inspectlet.com, I-N-S-P-E-C-T-L-E-T.com. And what that'll provide you is once you log in with an email address, create your free account, it'll give you some code to put into the WordPress plugin. So you basically go back over to your site, go to plugins, install the inspectlet plugin, and then in your sidebar, you'll see an option for inspectlet. And then you just go ahead and copy paste the code that they provided you and you're off and running then give it a day or two assuming you get uh, you know four to five visitors over that time it's going to record some sessions it'll record heat maps and it'll also in call uh, record four user sessions assuming you have that many users but um, per day so if I go into my dashboard right now what I see there is a uh, listing of four different recorded user sessions and that is basically a screen capture of what somebody did on your site. And on this particular post on my site for this podcast episode, which will be nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 17, you'll actually see a recorded user session there in its entirety. And the entire length of the recorded session is, uh, I think it's like 1 minute and 17 seconds. And uh, what it will show you is exactly what that person does. So it's pretty cool. They started out on a particular post that I had about uh, Forever Affiliate. And uh, that's the 
affiliate marketing uh, training program that I went through, and, and it's a post uh, all about that. And you can see where they, as they scroll through the site, you can see where they click, and uh, eventually they go through, read the most of the posts, scan through the comments, and then they clicked on, in one of the comments, there's a link to a post that I have called Fiverr Rocks. They clicked over to that, and they scrolled through, read a little bit of that, and that was where that session ended. So it was really cool to see that. It records in the free version. It records four sessions per day. gives you information about where the person came from, how long they were on your site, and what pages they went to, and uh, shows you everything in uh, real time. And I had another session in my dashboard that was like 18 minutes. Uh, someone was on a particular page I had about the proven Amazon course that I uh, gave some information on in our previous post. And they were on the site for 18 minutes, but the cool thing about the InspectLit uh, playback is that if there's a lull or inactivity when the person was on the site, like if, for instance, if they have a tab open, they leave your page open for 18 minutes, but they don't do anything, which was the case in this particular time, it will uh, basically strip all that out. So. Although the person was on the site for 18 minutes, your recording doesn't show 18 minutes of someone sitting there doing nothing. So it's really cool. only took like 30 seconds for me to go through that. And uh, it looks like either that person may have clicked on the podcast episode towards the top and they were listening to the episode while they were sitting on that page or they just happened to have the page um, you know, in the background and they went to do something else in another tab or something. So... It's really cool to be able to see that. And again, on the free version, it records four sessions per day. So that gives you enough of an idea on what uh, you know a couple of folks are doing. Obviously, if you have a thousand unique views or a thousand unique visitors per day and it's only recording four, that's not going to do you a whole lot of good. But somebody just starting out or just wanting to check out the types of information that these um, similar packages can give you, it's really cool. And then if you wanted to, if you're interested in upgrading, you could. Their pat, um, their program starts, I think. Let me take a look here. The pricing. Uh, they go up from there from the free plan to $40 per month. But for that, you go up to a number of uh, much higher recorded sessions. So it gives you recorded sessions over the course of the month. It is 100 maximum under the free account, but it goes up to 5000 for the $40 a month. Again, I don't plan to upgrade to the free version or anything at this point. This is just kind of I wanted to check it out, see what information is available. But the uh, heat map feature is also cool. You can see where people congregate and where their eyeballs hit on your site. I don't have a whole lot of data just yet since I just enabled this two to three days ago. But uh, it's something I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. It's a really cool uh, free thing to try out. So I'd recommend you definitely install that. It's pretty, um, looks like it has really low overhead. I didn't notice any increase in uh, site load time on my site or anything. So that's uh, really cool to check out. And the other piece of free software is from Many Contacts. If you head over to, I believe, yep, it's manycontacts.com and sign up for a free account there. What this will allow you to do is to create a bar along the top of your site. If you're familiar with something called Hello Bar, it's very similar to that. But the good thing about this one is that for whatever reason, Hello Bar conflicted with my Thesis 1.8 theme that I have. And in addition, it did not synchronize with MailChimp properly in order for me to continue to use it. So while I know a lot of people have used Hello Bar in the past, it did not work for me. So 
What I was looking to do is have similar functionality to Hello Bar, but uh, in a product that fully integrates with MailChimp as well. And this product does absolutely everything that I needed, which is very cool. So if you go to nichelighttools.com, you'll see that new bar along the top there. And uh, you get a couple different colors to choose from when you create your bar. And uh, basically it allows you to pick from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different colors. And you can customize the text that shows on my site. It uh, says get your free keyword brainstorming guide and there's a little arrow and then you enter your email, hit send and boom, it, um, it will fully integrate with your MailChimp setup or Aweber or uh, a lot of different other setups, uh, different mail programs, probably pretty much any other ones you use or you've heard of. It will have over time and they're adding more constantly, but uh, definitely Aweber, MailChimp are in there. And um, basically what you do is you just go in there and then you, um, once you create the bar, copy paste the code, it's very similar to the other plugin. You install the many contacts plugin for WordPress and then you copy paste the code that they provide you and boom, you got a bar along the top of your screen. And the cool thing about that too is let's say somebody comes to your site, they decide to subscribe to your site and um, they sign up. When they go to your site, a, the next time they will not see the bar there so they may see the little box up in the upper right hand corner with a little down arrow so if they wanted to they could make that bar visible but if they've already subscribed they won't see that bar any longer so that's uh, very cool as well and when you create this once you have your setup um, your bar set up you can click on the synchronization tab in many contacts and right now you can click from MailChimp, Aweber, Constant Contact, Salesforce, Zendesk, a couple others listed in there. But basically I clicked on MailChimp, signed into my MailChimp account. It uh, asks you to choose which mailing list that you want to select. You do that and then in my uh, MailChimp setup, it's a double opt-in. So when somebody signs up for MailChimp through any of my forms, like if you go to nichesitetools.com, forward slash subscribe you'll see my um, form that I created through MailChimp itself and uh, basically when somebody puts their email address in and subscribes they're going to get an email that says please confirm your um, subscription they click on the link in there and then they're subscribed then once they do that they will automatically get my welcome email which contains the free keyword brainstorming guide and that's pretty much what I see most people want to do they want to send someone a free guide for subscribing to their site. They don't necessarily want to pay for or they don't necessarily need an autoresponder series, which is basically um, a set of emails that goes out. For instance, if you subscribe to people's like Pat Flynn's website, he has an autoresponder series, which I think takes him through a whole year. So over the course of a year, you'll get emails maybe once a week or whatever the case may be through an autoresponder. But most people initially aren't uh, looking for that type of setup. They want to provide automated way of getting someone a PDF guide or an ebook and uh, want to do so inexpensively or, or free. And you can do all that through this MailChimp setup as well as um, just adding that many contacts form to the top of your site. When you do the synchronization with MailChimp, there's one box to pay attention to, and it says opt-in confirmation email, yes or no. And if you do the double opt-in, which I recommend and most people recommend, click that box and say yes, and then when you click finish, then you'll be good to go. 
what that does is when somebody signs up through the many contacts form puts in their email address it'll fully integrate with MailChimp and everything on the MailChimp side will take over from there so basically they will get the email from MailChimp saying please confirm your subscription they'll click that say yes and boom everything else takes place on the MailChimp side so in that case the only thing that many contacts is really providing is the little bar towards the top of your screen which is uh, prevalent on your site when somebody goes to the site and just gives you one more way to grab opt-ins and being it along the top of the page I think it's really helpful for someone to see there so if I go over to my site really quick I see that bar towards the top and then as you're scrolling through my site you will see that bar prominently along the top of the site no matter what so whatever post you're you know clicking on I'm clicking through different posts now I see the different uh, along the top of the page I see that form still at the top asking if somebody wants to subscribe so it's very prominent on the site I match the colors I changed the sidebar on my site to match the colors it was pretty close but it wasn't exact so it was real quick and easy for me to just go in and change the color of my site to match that particular color and I think it looks pretty good and um, it's exactly what I was looking for so it's really cool to find some free plugins that do exactly what you need and in addition on the uh, dashboard for the many contacts site if I go to my contacts manager you see some information about your contacts so if I click on them it has full details as to how they came from your site traffic source whether it was just directly going to your site or if they came through from uh, search engine what their browser is where they're geographically located, what their screen size is, uh, what whether they're on a mobile device, IP address, date, things like that. So it gives you some more information about where the person came from, which is really cool. And uh, it's good to have that information there. But the bottom line is, it, since it's fully integrated with MailChimp, it's basically just one more way to get folks into your main mailing list, and it gives you some more detailed information. So if you're looking for something like that, and you don't utilize hello bar or anything like that this is a great uh, tool and what it does when it uh, somebody signs up you'll see in your dashboard all the contacts that you have there and for me for instance I was testing multiple accounts to make sure that my uh, welcome email went out through MailChimp and everything so I have several test accounts in there right now there's no way to delete all of the contacts you have in many contacts but I suggested uh, to their support team that they if they I asked them first do, do you have that feature and functionality I said not yet but they asked me if that was something I thought would be important and if so they would put in a um, enhancement request so I said yeah absolutely I've seen some other folks asking for the same thing online when I tried to see if I was missing that option in the setup or whatever you know the case was and I saw some other folks asking for the same thing so they said cool no problem we will add it to our feature enhancements and you can look to see that feature in or I'm sorry August it is currently July what is today July 12th that I'm recording this and uh, they said it should be available by the end of August so hopefully we can look forward to seeing that I just like to keep things clean I'm not really going to utilize the list in the many contact software itself or anything so it's really just a cosmetic thing but um, that should be in the next uh, update so very cool two very cool tools I think you should definitely check out and uh, if you have any tools that you come across that um, are really cool they 
help you take your site to the next level and you think may help others, please leave them in the comments for this particular post, which will be nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 17. And I would uh, be glad to hear about them and uh, share them with other folks. And I will include these two particular plugins that I mentioned in my resources page, which you can find at nichesitetools.com forward slash resources. It's also a link at the top of my site where I include links to all the cool tools that I use that I think you will find helpful as well. So you can always find them on that uh, resources tab as well. But uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover this week. I hope you had a great week. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, thanks again for being a part of it. And we'll talk to you again next week. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye-bye.